Hello, welcome back to the stacks. This is a quick update as we are kind of halfway through what we call the stacks calendar. Mm. Um, every year we do our stack awards and we've seen a lot of 2022 2022 releases and we just want to give a quick breakdown of what's our top 10 so far uh, in the running to next year's awards. So Stephen, do you want to kick us off with your number 10? Yeah, so why I like this as a bit of an, a bit of an intro is uh, this is a good period in time because this is just before all the big like prestige rush comes out. Because the next quote few unquote, months, Oscar Beatties yeah. and you know the award, the award, awards rush. I like to view this as actually half the year because in terms of like release load, it kind of is half the year. We've like had half of the like the movies realistically, so it's going to be mm -hmm. like bam, bam, bam. And what I also like about this is I actually changed my list quite a lot the other day because like you know your your views about films change over time, and movies that you sure. really really liked um, at that time don't save you as much as you as you think they would. Um, mm -hmm. But oh, um, so. Number, I love my top ten at the moment. Um, how actually? How are you thinking about this year in terms of a stacks year for films so far? Uh, so far, I've seen a. Well, I've, how many? How, how many have you seen so far? So in my stacks list, so this is post mm -hmm. post the recording. I have seventy eight yeah. films. I'm on sixty seven, and I'd say less than half of them I've liked. Yeah, I'm I've seen quite a lot of bad stuff i've seen quite a lot of middle of the road stuff and i've seen even less uh stuff i loved basically. i have four five stars um and then it's four stars up until um number 17 mm. and then it's from a, eight, a drop off from there. Eight, 18 yeah, i think 18 through to god um 43 are three stars and then 44 to 78 Jeez, are just yeah. two or so one I'm, star I'm, movies yeah, this halfway point. It's I'm not I'm hoping, been a good year. Uh, I'm hoping to love some more movies that come out the rest of the year and the beginning of next. But as it stands, I enjoy my top ten quite a lot. So yeah. let's let's hear your number ten. Yeah, just I trade them off. I was thinking the year wasn't that great, but my ten here, if it stayed as a list of ten best movies, I'd be so happy. Um, number ten. And I, um, I, I, I like my number ten. I like my top ten because there are movies in here that you do not like. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, oh, I guess I, I can guess. Um, you number can ten. Guess. Um, the novelist's film, the latest Hong Sang Soo film. He's got another one coming out very soon, obviously, because it's Hong Sang Soo. Um, you know about Hong Sang Soo. I spoke about it a lot. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's one of his better movies. The more I think about it, the more I really love it and appreciate it. It's just a delight. Hong Sang Soo, oh, what a guy. The novelist. So that's a classic Stephen pick, and a classic Jack pick would be number 10, Kids Club. This is another collage experimental film from the Everything is Terrible collective, where mm. they rehash old, weird archival VHS footage and make like a comedy film out of it. This repurposes like kids' shows from the 80s and 90s on like forgotten DVD and VHS tapes with some really weird late night shenanigans. Very fun, very, very cool. neat pick. Very, very cool. Number nine. Number nine, Shin Ultraman, which absolutely oh, so rules. Um, such a fun movie. Like I, you know, I'm not a, you know people. People have a, a lot of opinions about where to start with kaiju movies. Um, <sighs> that you you can't start with ones linked to, start the to start, Anno, apparently, um, because that's bad. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this this movie um, from the other director that brought us um, Shin Godzilla. Um, it is. The, stylistically similar in some ways to Shin Godzilla, but this is just like campy revival 
and it is mm. just it so commits to being like a toy box it's so fun it goes through so much like law and exposition but it doesn't really care and it's just it has such fun telling you stuff um it is similar to Shin godzilla and it's just like these creative and it's very a very anno thing of these just creative mm. camera angles the whole way through that are just like i'm just gonna shoot this shot from down here it's just really really goddamn fun so shin archman number nine the most fun number movie. nine Saloom, the Senegalese film from technically 2021, but has only had its real uh, theatrical, well, uh, real like worldwide distribution this year. A lot of fun, a, a, a genre mashup that you don't see a lot of. It's sort of like this crime western sci-fi horror. It throws a lot at the table. I know, Stephen, you didn't like it as much as I did. It's number 19 on my list. It's still, still pretty high up, I would say. Mm. Um. Okay, moving into number eight. Number eight, I have Moon Age Daydream, um, which you can listen Again, to the podcast like to about. Um, yeah, it's absolutely great for my full thoughts on that. Read my review on um, TwinGeeks.com and listen to the Moon Age Daydream. I'm thinking of Spoiling Things podcast, mm. where I opine Number eight and for don't me let everyone speak. is Baz Lerman's Elvis, baby. Okay, Elvis where is that on my list? Yeah, how far down is that for I'm you? Because scroll. I watched it last week and had a total blast with it and like watching blonde today i was like oh man elvis is really great 54 just below Jeez. top Gun Maverick. yeah well that's <laughs> that makes sense are you gonna you're gonna be shocked when top gun maverick's my number one but here we go yeah i number eight for steven um what's my next still okay so number seven <laughs> number seven is flux gourmet the new Peter Strickland mm. movie about sonic caterers. Um, unbelievably strange, very warm-hearted. Also a great movie about IBS. Um, Strickland, oh, Strickland is just great at making things that are so surface-level, utterly bizarre, and are utterly bizarre, but have like bizarre human cores and deal with often things that films don't actually really deal with very often. Um, mm. This is has all the appeal of pure strangeness and surrealism, but then has a layer of reality to it and like emotional understanding and just like just being purely different it's really creative in every way um it's just absolutely awesome um peter strickland is i think what i want ben wheatley to be more like um okay i can see that um and yeah uh flux gourmet is, is wonderful peter strickland definitely one of my favorite modern filmmakers mm. need to see need to see number seven for me is rise raw revolt or rrr from ss rajamuli 16 on my um, list. indian blockbuster extravaganza ton of fun mm. like this revisionist history tale of these uh, indian legends in this like over the top maximalist action masterpiece that i absolutely love uh it's dancey it's funny it's just it, it's balls to the wall crazy and i absolutely loved it yeah it's really really good it's really really good it's so fun um, yeah pretty hard on my list and i can't see it dropping down that mm -hmm. much lower in fact i might towards the end of the year like raise it up a bit because it is, it is cool. absolutely delight um number six for me um i just listened to you talk about this movie today actually oh um, fuck yeah the lad goodbye which is an absolutely awesome movie um mm -hmm. listen to a podcast where jack talks about it with Vi with vaughn listen to yep. another podcast where jack and vaughn talk to <laughs> all of the directors which is awesome absolutely yes, great yeah we sat listen down with the directors recently and talk through the film and like how it came to be how these guys came to be and yeah if you're into independent film definitely check this film out it's free to stream on vimeo but i'll let jack describe it in a bit later because i'm sure yes because it again. will be a bit higher up my <laughs> yes. list um number six is the 
film that should have been in the cinemas this year but went straight to streaming and that is turning red fantastic uh, 14 on my list one of, still one of high. the better pixar joints from the yeah. past few years a very very interesting portrait of the early 2000s and being an awkward teen and enjoying things like boy bands and also having an estranged relationship with your own mother and heritage <laughs> and absolutely loved it it's it's it's, it's it turns red. beautiful and it's, it's red wonderful Panda. yeah i really it's a kaiju it. movie it is kaiju movie oh so so good mm-hmm. um my number five which jack hasn't seen yet but needs to um neptune frost which i talk about on the most recent episode think of spoiling things uh neptune frost is absolutely incredible oh. this is the saul williams and anisia zayman um afro futurist like just like masterclass. it is just so strange and wonderful it is a concept album come to life percolating with wonderful ideas truly like liberating um ideas the aesthetic is what you expect from afrofuturism to an extent but also is is, is like it's like, like cyberpunky it's like cyberpunky mm. afrofuturism it's this mix cool. of traditional tech and sorry traditional kind of like living and like kind of like early computer aesthetics like people like wearing keyboards yeah. and like oh, just lcd screens and just it's just it's so cool um it's anti-imperialist it's about collectivism it's about rising up it's about connection it's about how human connection powers further connection powers internet connection it's about seizing things about seizing technology for control but keeping Mm. it going alongside tradition it's about smashing binaries be they gender binaries with the literal binaries that underpin computers it is it is all of these ideas together and it totally works because it is not trying to be this cogent piece it is a musical it it was gonna be Ooh. a graphic novel it was then gonna be a stage what? it was then gonna be a stage musical and then bless him who i don't really like very much limo miranda got involved um and got, got some financing through patron um and it got to be a, a feature film with saul williams music backing it up it's so cool it's on criterion um they cool. the Gotta distribution you can watch it it's so cool i don't know anyone that's mm. seen it doesn't like it admittedly i only know two people that have seen it apart from me um <laughs> i will hate it they both just really, to really the love it it's absolutely fabulous number five for me uh the lad goodbye briefly mentioned yes. earlier by Stephen. it's this independent low budget stoner noir comedy mashup of genres uh we're calling it part of the letterbox new wave the directors <laughs> and the cast and crew are all members of the letterbox community they're all Hi. big film nerds and it shows within this film it is a stoner noir mystery that wears its influences on its sleeve these filmmakers love tony scott they love terence malick they love david lynch they love all the things all the men that, all the men all the time you can watch it for free on vimeo yeah uh these guys are a collective based in canada and just really really imaginative work that sort of disregards the rules of filmmaking in terms of like uh yes production and what yeah. distribution should be and licensing and all this they just sort of like attack filmmaking with reckless abandon throw all the stuff in they want to it feels very much like we've got one chance to make one movie yeah. and this is going to be our movie and that is the lad goodbye and it's got like a cover that looks like a tintin yes really cool poster would love to hang that in my house somewhere totally number four so now we're into i've got um one movie left that jack hasn't seen and the rest Mm. he has seen and i don't actually i don't know if you're counting one of them as this year i am um but number four um a movie that i watched earlier this week 
um, Powerlands, um, which is mm. unbelievably yeah, good. Read your piece about it. Really want um, to see this. Yeah, please read my review and and catch it if you can. It is touring around at the moment, backed by the London um, Mining Council. I probably incorrect about that and the national education union as well so that's how i saw it is a colleague of mine hosted a screening of it with the awesome. director and the producer who were there to do a q a afterwards it was very interesting um ivy camille many beads to sew is the is the director and she speaks so beautifully about like what this film is and about and her next project sounds amazing um but that's not for me to talk about um powerlands is an amazing documentary um it's nice and short um it is about um resource colonialism um and its effects to indigenous communities around the world. So um, Ivy Camille Menabiz so is a um, Navajo filmmaker. So it starts in the Navajo Nation um, and talks about um, this uh, power company that I forget the name of, um, I should know, that are there just ravaging the land and obviously using it for their profits and at the expense in so many ways of the community. And what the film does is it hops around the world to where loads of things like this are taking place. But why it's brilliant is this is not poverty porn this is not look these people look how sad they are mm. it builds up this like catalog of stories of resistance and successful resistance or how living can become resistance it has a great lens for like culture and living because of course it does because it's made from someone who is deeply involved in these communities comes from these communities like like is is this like and it is an act of an extension of self it is resistance as filmmaking it's beautiful it's inspiring it finds beauty and joy amongst things that could be so crushingly sad but it doesn't devalue or dilute these things that are crushingly sad it is so cognizant of the horrors but it doesn't need to show you them it shows you the ways that they are rebelled against and focus on being inspiring she said that she wants it to make you look at your backyard like metaphorically and what can you do yeah. because like you know imperialism is a global system um capitalism is a global system because it wants to dominate and destroy um this obviously focuses on indigenous communities who are so greatly under threat by the capitalist machine mm. um specifically this kind of like resource colonialism the name is very very clever very very clever you'll work it out because it's like the lands that have power are now being used for power and there it's so interesting about the relationship between certain communities and land and a different way of looking at land, of capitalism has forced us into seeing land as a commodity that one can own. And so these communities just don't see the world that way. And she talked in the Q&A about how the advent of the nuclear family is a real like loss for like society. That some of these cultures mm. don't see it that way and work communally and collectively. And that's why they're able to do these like grand things of resistance. It's such a better, more like eye-opening way of life as opposed to this like hidden individualism the nuclear family is a way of forcing individualism while making us think that we are being collective anyway i'm speaking too much it's absolutely brilliant watch it when you can I, yeah i would love to see. do you know anything about distribution i don't um, you can, you can go to and... um okay it is cool touring around the country at the moment and mm. you can pay to screen it in places but it's obviously oh, cool. obviously it's a lot yeah yeah um, i'll just pay the licensing fee to movie. put it in my living room <laughs> but she did say and um the producer who i turns out so i spoke to the producer afterwards so jordan flaherty who's from new orleans because i looked at the movie before i saw it and i had one friend one mutual sorry um because yeah the friend friend is overused i had a mutual that had seen the movie and i went to see who it was and their and their review was 
I worked hate on it. this, but I love it. <laughs> and I was like, what? But I love it. Because <laughs> um, usually I work on things I hate. <laughs> yeah, so five stars. So I went up to speak to him at the end, and I was like, sorry, this might be a bit weird, but um, we follow each other on Letterboxd. And he was like, what? No way. I've never met someone in, like... No way. Oh, I, I just spoke to someone. And he was like, yeah, it's like the only social media I use nowadays. So I had a little chat. Ah, I love just, that. Just Letterboxd. So I was like, ah, we follow each other. My... Um, my number four is uh, an independent feature that not many people have seen this year, and it's definitely not the most popular film on Letterboxd. It's called Everything Everywhere All At Once oh, by uh, the Daniels. What? At what position? Number four. Oh, wow. Oh, you were expecting higher. This, I mean, you know what this is. This is the most popular film of the year. Like, it's Michelle Yeoh in this sort of comeback role. Some would say the this. best film of the year. Oh, wow. You've put it right up there, have you? Interesting. Interesting. Out aging Chinese immigrant swept up in this multiverse adventure that doesn't of feel madness. like a Doctor Strange <laughs> film. Uh, there we go. And you, Stephen, would mention that, so I got it in before he could. It, it's taking the world by storm. Uh, it's taking the multiverse by storm. It th- throws all the visual language you can. Uh, yeah, I, Stephen will talk about this later, because I assume it's higher on his list, but everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once is everywhere at number four. <laughs> it's everything at number four, all at now. Now, yeah. three three is the magic number mm-hmm. a kind of magic spot the magic spot and in at three i have magic spot which oh we spoke about so much magic spot uh, is. i'll be speaking about it in a bit anyway yeah. um it's, it's just <laughs> unbelievably good it is like i remember mm-hmm. what so i watched this a little before everyone else did because i was like watching it to review it and i know that only matt had seen it at that point had the, really uh, the about uh, extravaganza um, and yeah. i was like oh god matt really, really like this and i'm watching it being like oh god this is good like really mm. really good um yeah, i think it's beautifully made um there is dare i say more of a maturity to not only the filmmaking but the script writing like it feels a bit like there's a bit of weight and like world to it i don't know yeah. it's just like it just i think there's it's there's growth to it silly and, and, and following these, these indie and artists but... but yeah it's it's just it feels quite rich it actually has a very intriguing plot and world building um, the story mm-hmm. structure is very elegant, very very clever. Like it's all, ve- it like comes together so nicely, and it's wholesome, and it has nice things to say. There are little bits in it that you can find really lovely. Rep- in the same way that I enjoy, um, as a, as an IBS person, I enjoy Flux Gourmet because I like seeing that represented. Um, there's a character in this movie that has like a form of chronic fatigue. Um, Poopy. That is just treated as completely normal for that and not stigmatized mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah that's just how it is and that's just really lovely i don't know if that's it's like nice, i don't think yeah. that's, that's purposeful but it's like no, i don't think it was intentional but, but it's like it, a lovely byproduct of it the speaks film. to the spirit of the film and it's just like this mm-hmm. this it's it, wholesome is overused it is empathetic this is empathetic yes cinema. Yeah, yeah um and it's just lovely so number three the magic number the magic spot Number three, another film Stephen doesn't like, but Jack loves, is Jordan Peele's newest summer blockbuster, which is basically Jaws. It's called Nope. Let me just it find is what this that is. In my alien list. sci-fi movie that I'm sure most people have seen, but if you haven't already, I don't want to go into details. Uh, it's the first time I've seen a summer blockbuster in many years that I've actually really, really enjoyed, and I think has pulled together from different elements and works in a really interesting way, and like discusses things in a really interesting way in like this open-ended narrative as well. Uh, I know Stephen's not a biggest fan of it, and uh, Jordan Peele, is, who is a listener, um, DMs me a lot about this movie, but I, I love it. And uh, Gordy Innocent. Uh, yeah, number 30 on my list. Um, Wozers! Just, just above the Bob's Burgers movie and just below Do Revenge. Um, Don't know what that is. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, nope is fine, whatever. Um, number two, 
a movie mm. from 2021. That's cheating. But I only got to watch in 2022, and technically mm-hmm. it's not had a proper release anyway. Shiver. Um, mm. I don't know if Jack's including this. I don't know if he's counting it, but I'm counting it. I don't care. Um, so Toshiaki Toyoda. Um, I mean, we have Ben to thank for this, obviously. Yes, who made yeah, us yeah. Watch this. Us our it's, good friend Brady it's Benjamin. Just it's utterly incredible. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it is like nothing else that I've seen. It is just film as experience. I don't even want to talk about it too much. I just want yep. to watch it because it is. It, you know, there's that thing about like writing, like like writing about music is like dancing about architecture or whatever yeah david bowie quote or something yeah there you go that just watch it all right Uh, my number two is another film from 2021 and it's a film called shiver uh which steven (laughs) just talked about (laughs) i wasn't sure it's utterly fantastic utterly fantastic um i definitely need to rewatch this i know ben watched it like pretty much like three nights in a row just to show different people it but it's like transcendental mm. really hard to describe definitely check it out super underseen at the moment has less than 200 views on letterbox i want to say find it if you can watch it you must number and two if, for me and if you really like it the sequel is awesome as well shivers number 10 <laughs> is a 10 out of 10 from stephen Gillespie. <laughs> um number one everything ever at once um, yeah, I just think it's absolutely outstanding. I watched it um, twice in quick succession. I think mm-hmm. it's just everything that I want. Just like that kind of like, it's a blockbuster. Even if it's not like mm. blockbuster budget, it is a blockbuster movie. It is like fun ideas. It's got very interesting things to say. It is true to its characters the way through. It knows how to give a satisfying narrative arc while leaving certain things open. It knows that characters can make mistakes. It's endlessly imaginative. I love the way it uses dialogue, kind of like stylistically. I always love that in films where like dialogues uses as an aesthetic technique. People complain about the exposition of this film, but I find the exposition very performative of like, Mm -hmm. they know what words go together. And that's why I like the motion stuff. I I, I like when films use vocabulary as another stylistic tool and it does it brilliantly. Um, There's not much more to say about it because it is just effortlessly brilliant. Um, but also effort, effort, effortly brilliant. Like it is, yeah, it is effort, full of effort stuff. Full. <laughs> effort full brilliance. It wants to show you so many things and that, that it balances them all. Well, I would recommend watching it again because you realise it's not as big as you think it is. No. Um, and not as much happens and it returns to more places than you think it does. And mm. the fact that it tricks you into thinking you've seen so much more and that it's so much vaster is just shows that it maps out the interiority of these characters and you realise in the end the scope is the depth of their interiority. And it's just fabulous. It's proof that Daniels can make a film that I can love. And yeah. it's not Swiss Army Man. So yeah. lovely. My number one in the magic spa. It has to be magic spa. Nice. We're big Motown media fanboys on this podcast. You know this by now. I'm a big fan of independent cinema and just community filmmaking and magic spot it just hits me right in the good spots in the magic spots if you mm-hmm. will it is wholesome it is endearing it is empathetic as steven has mentioned I, 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 you can rent it on vimeo i want it to be released on blu-ray tomorrow i need this in my life it is just two cousins use a magic rock to assist their uncle it is low budget <laughs> grassroots time travel movie that is just way more energetic and thoughtful than a lot of contemporary sci-fi action comedy cinema that's coming out right now 169 people have seen it on letterboxd and it needs to be 169,000. that's my number one spot so far will it change will it drop who knows we'll have to see at the stack awards 2023 
There you go. That is our partway check-in, and we'll see how mm. that shapes up later. That yep. was fun. Thank you for spending time with me, Jack, that was as always. Fun. I um, loved doing that. We go. will see you on the next episode of this little thing we call The Stacks. Please give us a sign-off. Which is becoming, becoming our sign-off. <laughs> our iconic sign-off is now declaring a need for a sign-off. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a good bit. Right, speak to you soon. Goodbye, Good night. good luck, and God bless. Oh, the Queen's dead. Mm-hmm.